Hello and welcome to the Rollmageddon Podcast. This is session zero of the new campaign, the Coriolis Monument campaign. Uh, since this is a session zero, uh, we're just going to be sort of talking about the game itself, the game system, free league system, uh, a little bit about the background of the world, how, uh, just some sort of stuff of how things work so that people going in will know. If you don't give a shit, you can just jump over to session one and actually listen to the story being played and then figure out the rules as you go. But if you like the little sort of stuffs and want to meet our players, three of which you should know if you've listened to Alien, one of which is new here, then stick around. So uh, I am Jason. I am the Game Master. And why don't our lovely players introduce themselves? Someone? Anyone? I'm Ali, and I'll be playing Zulfikar Swayze. Uh, you, took, you kept Swayze. Kept the Swayze. Yes. I hate um, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be playing Zulfikar, the fugitive, um, who also happens to be a mystic. How's that? <laughs> uh, what, am, what are we introducing here? Are we introducing... Just, yeah, I mean, just introduce yourselves if you want to introduce your character. Mm. We're going to go deeper into the characters later, but I mean, say what you want to say, man. Oh. Let it all out. Be free. Say. Okay, well, I gotta see what my character looks like. Mm. We can worry about that later. Well, oh, so my character's um, wearing a space or trench not. coat. <laughs> uh, I have that written down here. Um, space trench coat. I have a thermostatic suit that's like a still suit. So I'm imagining I'm, I'm like a a really mysterious hooded figure. Um, my name is Lavernica. I have four armor, <laughs> a bow, <laughs> some rope. All right, next. Hi, I'm Jordy, and I am playing Jafar Tillet, the data gen data spider plebeian. I was born under the icon of the merchant. <laughs> All right. Important. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm playing Rebus McClintock, and I am a technician, gearhead, just all-around mechanic, fixer-it lady. Fixer-it lady. And single mom. And single mom. Who works too hard. Mommy? Sorry. Mommy? Sorry. Mommy? Sorry. All right. And our newest addition. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Stevie. Um... Uh, I forgot to get a personality before we started this game, so I can't uh, tell you what I do for a living. But uh, June Collage is the character I'm playing, and uh, I'll be playing the fighter pilot. Um, and I was born under the, the icon of the judge. All right. George Dredd. Welcome. <laughs> judge Judy. Judge Steve Harvey. Not a real judge. <laughs> I don't know. When I saw that show, like that's all I could think of was like when Perd Hapley gets his like fake judge show. Not a real judge. And I just forgot I do not have my gavel. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Dunk dunk. <laughs> oh, right. uh, there's no Swayze in my name. That was my old character sheet. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> Thank you. What about Walter? Zulithika. What? I, yeah, well, I as your GM would be playing Walter Wagon, who is their <laughs> pilot. Uh, he'll be driving their ship. Walter <gasps> what about like? Chicho? Walter Chicho! Wagon. Chicho. Can we name that the little guinea pig guy? <laughs> Chicho. I'll get to the guinea pig later. <laughs> Damn it. 
<laughs> the listener is just confused right now. <laughs> Buy me a guinea coffee. Pig. What are we naming this guinea pig? And he's, yeah, he's, for, yeah. If you if you listen to this before we name the guinea pig, he's mostly a capybara though, like a big guinea pig, right? Yeah, he's he's more like a uh, what are they called? Pot belly pig, except covered with fur. Space floof. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's gotta be a real animal. I, I know some of the weird shit. I'm just gonna affectionately call <laughs> it Goober for now. Until we get a name for it. It's just Goober. All right, Goober. So, um, I think I had something else to say and then I forgot. Anyway, the purpose of this session is going to be to let y'all know about... uh, Let the players let you know about the characters. And to let the listener know uh, about the lore of Coriolis and kind of how the rule systems work. And answer questions from the players... We've gone over this quite a bit, had quite a few prep sessions, but there's always questions that linger. And at the end, the players can just ask me all sorts of questions, and I know that's probably a real fucking bad idea, but it's going to happen. How many (coughs) pillows do you sleep on at night? (laughs) Four. Good answer. Does the mattress count as a pillow? No, that's the mattress. I mean, it's just essentially, it's just a big pillow. If you're sleeping on a bare-ass mattress, then you're sleeping on zero pillows. (laughs) I missed doing that. Yeah. No. It's like when we first met, remember? Yeah, your bare-ass mattress with your bare-ass pillow. (laughs) That must be torture for your neck. Yeah. Sam, it makes me feel so sad right now. Just imagining, uh, like, a blue mattress with one pillow and Jordy coming over, and there not even being, like, a second pillow for it. Here's my jacket. Just want that out. (laughs) Just curled up in the cold. Pretty much. Lucky for him, I'm a cheap date. <laughs> 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 bring, bring him over. Instead of bringing flowers, you bring a pillow. <laughs> I got you a present. It was bohemian. It was like rent. It was romantic. <laughs> College days. <laughs> All right, so Coriolis, for those who are listening in and are not familiar and want to know a little bit about it, is a bit like, I think the best way to describe it is like, have you ever seen the show Firefly or any sort of a space show where they wander around doing space stuff and it's kind of... Uh, Lawless West kind of a feel to it. Um, Farscape. Yeah, but with a... Farscape? I don't know. I haven't seen that in so long. How about Red Dwarf? No, definitely not Red Dwarf. (laughs) Darn. (laughs) Red Dwarf is... I love that damn show. I think think it was the jazz cat that drew me in. (laughs) That's mine. That's mine. (laughs) That's mine. That's mine. That's the main reason why I watched it. But... uh, Think of it so space western, but with a distinctly sort of Middle Eastern Arabian night sort of feel to it. Now, that is part of the aesthetic. However, we're going to be starting on the Algol route, which is luckily for Jason and his uh, ability to do certain accents is actually more like what I say, like one of the, the main system you're in is called the Ostapol Station. So it's Russian. So I, I can do that one. Hmm. <laughs> so we'll work up to the Middle Eastern stuff and other things as you guys move around more. But I have a little more freedom. So that Middle Eastern aesthetic is going to be present, but not as present until you all start moving out. I just want to let the listeners know that because I have a lot of fucking homework to do on that because it is not my um, strong suit, Middle Eastern culture. Mesopotamian culture, maybe. We do a Mesopotamia in space thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anyone really knows what uh, uh, people in Mesopotamia sound like, <laughs> yeah, uh, given true. the fact that they didn't have any recording uh, mm-hmm. apparatus. Yeah, just uh, their language itself. There's still like talk a like Andor. Hey, wait, is Mesopotamian still around? 
I mean, the land is still oh. there. Oh, the language. No, I actually... No, it's not there anymore. Yeah, the problem there is I screwed up. A Mesoamerican is what I meant oh. to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other side of the world. Yeah. That's a voice of a different color. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired, and we haven't recorded in like two months. I'm a lot of practice now. Mesoamerican, that was my part of my study in college. So. And yes, we do have <laughs> know how a lot of them speak, because they were around when the Spanish invaded. And also, some of them still exist. So, like, yes, there are still sort of regional stuff. No, mm-hmm. yeah. what? The Aztecs not doing so well these days. Yeah, <laughs> mostly buried beneath Mexico City. All right. So, in Coriolis, there are thirty-six star systems, all linked by these ancient portals, which were constructed by the quote-unquote portal builders. This society that is long since gone that nobody knows. Who they were, what they did. There's artifacts all over the place, including like monoliths and buildings and all sorts of crazy shit that were left behind by the portal builders. But their actual culture is sort of lost. Like nobody knows how many thousands of years ago they might have existed. Humans came into these, this uh, system, the, what's known as the third horizon, which is these 36 systems connected by these gates uh, approximately a thousand years ago. When they left their home planet, which is presumably Earth, it doesn't really say. I mean, Free League is very good about leaving things vague. It was Mars by then. (laughs) But uh, what happened basically is some ships set out and across the void to the Third Horizon where they had found habitable planets. Uh, But about 100 years after these ships set out, they found a portal that actually led there. So other ships arrived and settled the Third Horizon about 800, uh, I think about 800 years, I got a timeline somewhere, before the uh, other groups finally showed, or the Zenith showed up, the other ship got lost in transit. Anyway, I'm just all over the place at this point. So there are 30, do you mind if I ask a question? Of course. Okay, so there are 36 star systems, and they're all linked by gates. Yes. Uh, At the start of this all, um, a a big, big, like a, a century ship or something with an ass load of people set out from a planet. Yes, the Zenith. The Zenith. And the Zenith and was sent to a planetary system called the Third Horizon? Uh, yeah, it was sent, I think, specific, specifically to the system called uh, Dabaron. Okay. Um, and then in the interim, say 100 years later, um, they they found the gate. Somewhere. The people back on the home system found a mysterious gate, figured um, out how to activate it, and ended up going there. 800 years before the Zenith and uh, arrived. Where, where, like, it's in, like, a space gate, like, it's just floating in orbit? Uh, it's, they orbit around the sun. Okay. Or around the stars of the particular systems. And they're, they're just, And like... it's one gate connects to another gate. It's not like you can jump in one gate and go anywhere. Each gate connects to a separate gate. So some systems have, I think, three or four portals floating around the star. Each one Chain leading to a different highway. place. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so it's 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 a like a branching tree network. And yes. So, how many how many gates are in the Coriolis system? Uh, I and, mean, there's 36 systems. Each and, oh, one and, connects to a certain way. Some of them go around so, circles. So, and, yeah. somewhere around 45. I'm guessing. I haven't is, counted them. Is each gate one directional or two directional? Uh, two. Well, you go in one to come out another, and then you go back in that one to come out that one. Okay. So, I mean, however you want to see it, you can yeah. see it as. Each one's pushing to the other one direction, mm. or you could see them but as being more like a tunnel. They're like 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 linked ends of a wormhole or something like that. Yeah, pretty okay. much. And so then so then it only goes to one place. Each gate only goes to one place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Does it take like 
time to travel through them. It doesn't take that long. It certainly <laughs> takes a lot less time than it does to say travel by just you know making your way from one star system to the so other. So it's not an instantaneous transfer. No, no I believe it takes a matter of hours. Yeah, so. that, which is why it's important for you to go into hypersleep when you do that. Yes, you have to go into hypersleep. The thing is, and this is one of the big concepts of the game, which I'll touch a little bit more on later when I talk about darkness points, is there's this thing called the darkness between the stars, and this is sort of this almost Cthulian mysterious presence that exists between systems and sometimes in systems and it sort of infects things and causes bad things to happen and the portals travel be- through the darkness so you have to go into stasis those who have tried to go through not in stasis generally go batshit crazy hmm. and so uh, how safe how safe is portal transit usually it's okay um you plot a course you uh, you to navigate through it um, there are portal stations, so people are stationed on the portals to help basically get people through the portals, generally caravans. So people will like, uh, starships will collect together in a caravan, wait around a couple of days until the caravan's big enough, and they'll all share the fee because you have to pay to go through the portals, of course, and then they'll jump oh. through using navigation assisted by the portal station. Uh, if you want to just go through your you know, self or whatever, you got the money to pay for it, blah, 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 but they're all, they're all regulated. Uh, some of them are a little dysfunctional. There are bad things that can happen, like something can, you know, follow you out of the portal, something from the darkness. Um, you can end up jumping or getting rejected with a bunch of damage to your ship. So basically you try to go through the portal and it just spits you back out. Uh, and the, you can end up in a random system, uh, potentially one that doesn't have a portal, like out in the middle of fucking whoever, wherever, you know what I mean? Oh, so so there's there's 36 connected star systems. Yes, and there's uh, mo- possibly multiple planets per star system. Yes, yeah. and each star system is many many years of space travel apart. By no oh portal. yeah yeah. So if you were to get spit out of a portal randomly, you could be fucked for a while. Yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Good. you generally want to make sure you navigate. That's why uh, people pray to the icons before they do that. Um, but that's all stuff that we'll kind of uh, touch on later as we get into that. I have a list, and I'm following up. I'm not following the list. I'm way off. <laughs> syllabus, if you will. Yes. Quick question about that, too. I'm assuming, like, the data and stuff for the InfoNet travels through portals as yes, well, Yes, it right? is relayed so, to the okay. portals. And then uh, relaying, I actually just looked this up yesterday, um, okay. relaying communications from the portals into the system is almost instantaneous. Uh, but it sometimes takes weeks for it to move from portal to portal. Like, so if somebody's trying to send it's you an email or whatever, and... uh, so but people rely on that. So you you can communicate pretty well generally within a system. It just might take time for certain things, depending on how far away you're trying to communicate. Yeah, yeah. If you're okay. if you're away on the outskirts, that's of the something out- I need to know. Yeah. How many how many planets are in each system typically? It is a completely random. Where you're going to be starting Could in the Yastapul, there are two planets. Okay. Two icy planets because it's a white star, so it doesn't get off much heat. And one giant fucking asteroid belt that's not made of asteroids, but made of ships. But we'll get to all that because there was a great war and nobody seems to remember when it was. And that's part of Coriolis' lore. So these ships set out, the Zenith and the Deer. The Deer gets lost. The Zenith makes it, shows up in the Third Horizon, discovers that there's been people there for almost a thousand years. However, they are in decline. Because those people set up with their technology, great technology, we're doing things, the third horizon, but there's also a first and a second horizon, 
and they were trying to exercise their imperial power to sort of force the Third Horizon back under their thumb. There was this thing uh, that occurred about a hundred years, I believe, before the Zenith arrived called the Portal Wars, where the First Horizon tried to come in and subjugate the Third Horizon again. And what ended up happening is uh, the Third Horizon managed to beat them back after having their cities just bombarded, all sorts of shit destroyed. There's whole cities that were annihilated. There are worlds that were blown apart. They just, it was a big clusterfuck. And they destroyed the portals that led back to their home system. So there's no way back. And how and long ago? Third was Horizon. That? Uh, that was from the current timeline about 150, 160 years ago, I believe. So there's no way back. Uh, Third Horizon is theoretically completely cut off unless somebody, you know, finds another portal or figures out how to make the portal to go someplace else. From the, so there's a second Horizon too, though? A first and the second Horizon. Those are the first... Uh, the Horizons are basically like... The first Horizon was where people first settled. And the second Horizon where people settled after that and then the third Horizon. So, so the third sort of Horizon. Like territories. I believe they were all accessed once the portals were discovered. Okay, so they basically cut off the first two Horizons. Uh... Yes. Okay. They destroyed the portals that led back to the home systems so that the first and second horizon could no longer visit there. Okay, so it would take like 100 or 150 years to even send somebody. Well, it took the Zenith 800 years, so... Hmm. Oh, shit, right. <laughs> if they want to invade, they better be really motivated after 800 years of travel. Generational shifts. Yep. So, um, quick disclaimer. I just want to give a shout out because Free League is a wonderful system. But they tend to focus all the lore information uh, on very specific areas. <laughs> and I'm using the Algol route, and it literally is almost nothing except about Algol system. And there are about seven other systems out there we'll be using. It's basically the Wild West. It's filled with pirates and corsairs and fucking slavers and you know warlords all trying to make their territory. Really ambitious, like ventures. You know, people going out trying to mine rare minerals and make their fortune. You know, think of think of it as the Wild West of the United States kind of a thing, you know, a settlement here, a settlement there, every once in a while, a very large city and just chaos. So you're traveling from point A to point B, there's a good chance somebody's going to kick your ass. Uh, one of the factions, the Legion, which is this sort of military, paramilitary mercenary organization that kind of brands itself as the first or the third horizons police force, like space police force. Uh, they are in there in certain areas because other factions hire them to kind of keep the peace on their projects, but that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that you can get around most areas without having potential danger. And of course, you are all pirates. <laughs> you chose pirates uh, as your your uh, group concept, so you are part of the problem. Well, well, Is it like space well, Pinkertons? Well, we're not exactly pirates, you see. We're, we're actually honest merchants. Piracy is such a yep. such a hard thing to accuse one of. Uh, what what we do is uh, a little bit of trade here and there. So to continue my original point, I wanted to thank <laughs> people. Um, I wanted to thank one person who will never listen to this, of course. Uh, they are on a site called World Anvil, which is actually an amazing resource for all sorts of stuff. I actually need to make an account and start looking around a little deeper to see what else they have. It's really kind of cool. But people could put their world builds on there. So I found a whole bunch of information on the places that you guys are going to be, 
except I'm 90% sure that 90% of it is homebrew. And there's this individual name, if I'm pronouncing this terribly, uh, Jakarn Hasamura. Um, I'm not sure how much of his stuff was taken from the original sources and how much is homebrew, but I'm going to be using bits and pieces of it, like planet names and city names and probably not the personalities he has, but maybe. I don't know. There was a lot of interesting lore. So uh, I stole that because I am not going to ground up seven systems. <laughs> I will let somebody else do the work for you me. Could put some lore of Portion Grand on there, maybe. Yeah, you know, I mean, give do back. some grand design stuff. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I need. To, I really want to explore it. It's a really neat, like, yeah. lots of resources for for GMs and players and stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to that guy and to World Anvil for being kind of awesome. So, let's see here. The timeline. I think I went over most of this. Uh, he held up a finger for those listening at home. <laughs> I am editing these things It was things an index out. finger, by the way. Uh, for, not for the, the middle. For those listening at home that ring. won't hear this, no time has elapsed, and you won't hear this. <laughs> All right, so, just the basic timeline. 1,000 years before... So, it splits it off into like the current era, like sort of AD or BC, AD kind of a thing. Uh, our, the current year is 61. Uh, and that's 61, I think, after the founding of Coriolis. I think that's where they, the Coriolis space station, I think that's where they cut the timeline off. So 1,000 years ago, or before the, the, the Coriolis station arrived. BC before Coriolis. Yeah, so 1,061 years ago, roughly, the Zenith and Nadir leave Terra. So it actually says Terra in here. So yes, Earth. I guess we're from Earth. Yeah. Um, approximately 900 years ago, the portals are discovered in systems close to Terra. First Horizon's most promising worlds are colonized. The second horizon is explored. 600 years ago, uh, the Empire consolidates its power in the first horizon. The mystics, later known as the Symmetry, start to colonize the second horizon. About 500 years ago... Empire's stranglehold on the First Horizon is tightened further to suppress rebellious tendencies. The Third Horizon is colonized with the Empire's blessing. So, 500 years ago is when the first actual, or 550 years ago is when the first actual people began to colonize the Third Horizon. They are called the First Come. Everybody that showed up on the Zenith uh, world ship is called, they're called Zenithians. And there's some uh, disparity of the First come tend to be more religious. The Nithians tend to be a lot more practical, um, including the foundation of like the corporations and uh, setting up a much more orderly economic structure <laughs> in the Third Horizon. So 400 years ago, previous, First Horizon lays claim to the Second Horizon. War breaks out. The Empire's initial fortunes soon turn. 350 years previous, um, war between the First and Second Horizon is costly and bloody. It also gives hope to anti-imperialist forces in the Third Horizon, rebellions, etc., uh, etc. Et 300 years previous, uh, rebels keep fucking up the First Horizon. Okay, some of this is completely irrelevant to the story. <laughs> Trying to get to the good stuff. I love lore. Uh, roughly 300 years ago, Empire infiltrates the Third Horizon. And uh, Nazarene's sacrifice become important allies. They are an interesting little group. They kind of worship the Cthulian creatures that live between uh, the darkness. They worship the darkness. They're not good. They were wiped out. 
let's see here, about 200 years ago, roughly, uh, blah, 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 not just the people crushing the Nazarene. So about 120 years ago, first, or 120 re- years previous, before Coriolis is founded, the First Horizon's fleet arrive in the Third Horizon, and the Portal Wars begin. Uh, they last for about 21, 22 years. After about 20 years, the people of the Third Horizon finally decide that they're not going to survive unless they blow up the portals. So they blow up the portals, First Horizon can't get it there anymore, and then they finally finish off the last fleets of the First Horizon. And then five years before the founding of Coriolis, the Zenith finally arrives in the Dabaron system. And that's where the Zenithians come in. Now, when they showed up, there had been 20 years of war, cities being laid waste to, and then 100 years of basically what is a dark age. So the technology in Coriolis and in the Third Horizon is questionable. Um, When the Zenith arrived, even though they had been out 800 years, their technology was still surpassed the people that were left in the Third Horizon, because things had just been obliterated. So... I mean, it's very similar to, like, the Dark Ages of our own time, where just knowledge was lost. You know, libraries were burned down, and then people didn't have the thing. They had to sort of rediscover stuff. So when they arrived, they had this sort of technology, and they also had a, a more of a sort of a vision for what should be. So they took the Zenith, the ship itself, and converted it into what is the Coriolis Space Station, which is this massive station that houses tens of thousands of people, multiple layers um and <laughs> Jordy's giving the thumbs down and blowing a raspberry, but I kept it silent. <laughs> Not a fan of the Coriolis station, no. So from the Zenithian arrival, uh, you see start to see these factions start to pop up, and it's the primary factions. Uh, just a real brief run through. I'm not going to go into this. You guys will discover these throughout the game. The consortium, which is sort of the corporate element of the game. They also contain different sort of sub-pieces within them, like the the Bulletin, which is essentially the news source in Third Horizon. So they control the news, and that's the propaganda. They have another group that I can't remember that are essentially like archaeologists and scientists. The uh, the Institute, Institute, I think is what it's called. And they train like the best scientists. So education, corporation, media, that's their game, is the consortium. You have the Legion, which is the paramilitary, like, we're sort of the police, but we're also the military, but we're also for hire kind of a thing. You have the Syndicate, which is essentially the underground. It's just criminals, but they're usually uh, more betterly structured. Uh, You have... A very tight-knit structure, like when you go to, say, the Coriolis Station. The further you get out, such as in the Algol route, where you all happen to be hanging around, there are still syndicate presence, but it's usually just sort of local crime lords that are taking have taken control of particular criminal industries. And, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of competition. There's a lot of other people to compete with them. They don't have as much as a stranglehold. None of these factions really have much of a stranglehold once you go past the Algol system, because... It's like I said, it's still the Wild West. They set up mining stations here or there to try to exploit the different areas, uh, but their presence there is just starting to actually become anything significant. 
on the other side of the coin, you have the religious organizations, such as the Order of the Pariah. And they're kind of like the Third Horizon's Crusaders, you know, worship uh, our icon, believe in this. They hate mystics. They hunt down and kill mystics because they see them as sort of this anomaly, that this punishment from that's being put upon them because you're not worshiping the icons enough or, ba- or better as much as you could be, whatever. You call upon the power of darkness. Yeah, so they don't like mystics. And then there's the Church of the Icons, which is sort of the evangelical missionary type church group. Uh, they're a Space lot Space Mormons. <laughs> Kinda. They're a lot more uh, a lot easier to get along with for the most part. But they do they go out and they do missionary missions where they're just like, Have you heard about the icons? You know, that kind Hello. Of stuff. Do <laughs> they wear Space Mormon underwear? <laughs> is it shiny? You also have plenty of nomads. Sort of wander through trading here and there across the third horizon, uh, usually in very large groups of ships so that they keep themselves safe from, you know, not only Corsairs, but also people like the Legion <laughs> who might decide that they're just bored and want to, you know, beat up a ship. Wait, so the, the, the military slash police will just like rob you? They will do what they want to do given the circumstance. If it might they're, an inspection. Yeah, if they're bored. And they see a lone ship, they might decide that they're going to go out and be like, hey, there's a bounty on you. And be like, oh, we're going to take your stuff and, yeah, complain at the office. So they're, they're not exactly into our evidence locker. Let yeah, me see pretty much. Papers. They're not really police. They're a paramilitary mercenary organization that acts as enforcement so who, against <clears throat> who elements. Can, who that, controls Coriolis Station? Like, who, who actually. Uh, the factions all sort of control it i don't want to say all of them really control it together I, mainly it's the consortium is it a galactic republic but who who like is there like a person in charge or is it like a like a there's democracy? a council each of the factions has a seat on the council so there's i think there's 10 seats if i remember correctly and then the nomads are trying to get a seat but they've been denied one so far mm-hmm. and i think the the syndicate doesn't also have one because you know it's crime based no i think they have a seat but it's like proxy i don't know i have to look that one up uh, we also have the free league which is sort of like the, the name of the publisher well, it is the name of the publisher they are uh, traders miners haulers they're sort of like the working class union led uh faction of uh you got a job i'll do it oh before yeah. before i lose the train we're 66 years after the- 61 65 after the no, but, but after the after Coriolis. Oh yes, it took five years to make Coriolis. Yeah, it's like year Zenith. zero is Coriolis Station being minus open. five as Zenith arrives, Got it. and then now okay. it's year sixty one after. 61 okay, years. so we're year sixty one, but it's sixty six years after the Zenith has arrived. Yes, and when it first arrived. Yeah, so basically the beginning of industrialization or whatever, like reindustrialization. Yeah, or recolonization. <laughs> At this point, it's almost colonization because a lot of stuff had fallen so <laughs> far behind. And Coriolis is a, an environment where you'll find a metropolis of a you know two million people on one planet and then you go further down the road and you have a village where everybody's living in tents at the edge of a fucking frozen desert you know there's it's you know some people are hunting with spears and other people are using fucking highly complex spaceships so there's a very the amount of space compared to the amount of people there's a huge disparity so because of the collapse there there could be there could be you know what I mean? Someone could have collapsed down to nothing, or someone could maintain technology and be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
you got to think like after so many like whatever billions of people died during the portal wars chances are a lot of places were just abandoned and left to rot and you can find a lot of that sort of stuff wandering around there's a lot of people that go out and just salvage they'll they're on i believe it was on yastapol um there's a massive like factory structure that used to be huge and productive and then it was just abandoned at one point so people go in there salvage technology all the time although it's also supposed to be haunted it's another interesting thing about Coriolis is uh, there are potentially things like, you know, genies or mm. zombies or ghosts or demons or they these this presence of this dark between the stars and how it bleeds out. And there are creatures, otherworldly creatures um, that you might run into. So. so it's around the third horizon, though, right? Coriolis is around... Coriolis is kind of in the center of the third horizon, okay. like at the Kua, the Kua system, which is kind of the hub of the uh, the third horizon itself. So from the Kua system, you can go west to the, a certain route, you can go north to another route, and south to another route, and then east goes to, well, east, relatively speaking, into the map that I, you look at, um, to uh, the Algo route. What happens if we like run into people from the first and second horizon? Uh, like... In theory, you shouldn't unless they're like leftover survivors that got stranded there. Okay, you know what I mean? They're not. They're not a presence. Even when we like venture out, we won't like run into them. No, there's there. no way out of your thirty-six systems. The portals lead between the oh, thirty-six so systems, just... and if you want to go anywhere else, you got to take the long way. Okay. So, or so you could get randomly spit out by a faulty portal <laughs> into a system with no portals, fun. and that's where you live for the rest of your life. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's how the game ends. So, <laughs> depends on how many planets. So how how um how do they find the portals? I mean, are they, did they just? It doesn't them? say. It just says they were discovered near near Terra, and so, then they figured out how to activate them, and then blipped out to the first, second, and third horizons. Can anyone activate them? I believe the institute trains people to use the portals. I mean, it's technology. It's like any technology. So you need to be able to turn it on and make it work. And so that's what the portal stations are about. They're the people who are there to turn it on, calibrate it, and make sure you get where you're going. But the portals the portals are self-powered? Uh, yes. They might be powered by the sun, the, the, the star itself. They draw energy from the star. So, theoretically, because we weren't told that they were all discovered, there could be many, many more of them just out there randomly. Yeah, I mean, you have a first, second, and third horizon. There could be a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth. I mean, nobody knows that much about the portal builders. They have no idea what they left behind, where, or maybe there's a way to reprogram the portals to go elsewhere. I mean, what what else is possible? You know, you don't know. Third horizon is what, 36 systems? Mm -hmm. Yes. So if it's 36 systems, then did they stop at 36 because they ran they stopped finding portals or is that where they just like okay yeah this 36 will be the third horizon like no i mean that's that's as far as the portal stretch that we know of yeah i mean no no new portals have been discovered so yeah it just eventually you get to a point on the map where the portal goes one way and comes back but does there's not another portal there to keep going you know what i mean let's all hunt for a portal (laughs) hunting for new portals we're going to make the fourth horizon. Portal hunt. Changing the scope of this game. I guess I'd have to learn how to hack into portals first. Well, wouldn't it still be How this... hard of a feat do you think that would be for me? That's just like a fun little Hacking challenge. a portal? Or, or like activating or programming or activating well, if you had it. access to it and we're programming it, I think it's just... It's either a science or a tech role. 
Or like how like how difficult of attack roll though? I think you only need one. Like uh, we'll get into the dice system in a second. Oh, I think you only need one success to get Stargate. through. You guys kind of want to go somewhere weird. <laughs> Let's play Stargate SG. That's how we got into the Mirror Universe. How are you Wait, does that make me Kurt Russell? Does that make me James Spader? Of us with who like, do you want to be? Because I, I w- I'll be James Spader. He was doing a lot of coke in the eighties, so it sounds like fun. How do oh. I say this? A little bit of the Colombian whites. <laughs> all right. So that's all that stuff, I think. So um that off the list. Could hack portal. Okay. Uh but but we but we could activate a portal, right? It's not like a like a uh, super I believe that the people at the portal stations are the ones that activate them. That's why you have to pay the fee for them to do it for you. Oh yeah, yeah. But like if say I they mean they're owned. Yeah, <laughs> but say they you know, say the portal station had a malfunction and like blew up or something, we could theoretically activate a portal and go through it. Just, just in the off chance that something went, it's wow. not, it's not like the portal station powers the portal and is the only way. It's like the portal station just has people that can interact with the portal. You know what? I'm actually not sure. I don't know if the portal station is a part of the portal or if it's something it's that's remote. external. Like, yeah. is it a room on the portal? I'm gonna have to look that up. I mean, like, like could we like, yeah, that'd could be we, nice like, pirate portal, like you know, broadcast portal our, pirate. Our our pirate signal hack the portal and you know not pay the fee. Uh, if your hacker rolls really well, you probably could do something like that, and they'd be yelling at you, and then you'd be flagged. <laughs> so Unless we were would... a stealth ship and we stealthed <laughs> through it, would I... <laughs> I think they get to see. <laughs> would I conceivably does. be able to have us go through the portal and then change the destination as we're going through it to like no, make the, it the seem... portals don't have they have one destination okay yeah. you, go, you go from point A to point B or back but to what point if I a, hacked B into it to have us spit out at a random location instead but it would that would be kind of suicide because you would be hacking into it and, and basically trying to intentionally malfunction it so it shot you someplace random what about if you- I mean, if that was a last resort, I mean, I'm not saying I'm just going to do that every time I we mean, go to a portal, but we, theoretically, yes. yes. Went okay. through the portal and then, like, fucked up the portal. I just want to know how I can have fun in this out. game with my <laughs> skills. I'm asking the real questions here. Dog memes. You can send dog memes to other ships. If you fucked up a portal, you'd be hunted down by everyone. <laughs> I mean, not we wouldn't fuck up a portal, but theoretically. If we had to. If we, oh, you'd... you'd You'd be the. I mean, I feel like it would be easier if we like jumped the station, knocked everyone out, and then programmed it ourselves, and then we could also very like, let a bunch of people I mean, <laughs> I mean, theoretically, don't isn't like the portal like uh, operated by like hundreds of like technicians, and like there'd be like a small community of workers around this portal. Um, some portal stations, from what I understand, are more heavily manned. Obviously, like hub, in, in yeah. Kua. Where Coriolis is and the hub of the galaxy and technology, the the place where the consortium makes its headquarters kind of deal, there's going to be defense fleets and like a full station and their best technicians and so forth. Whereas where you guys are out uh, in the Algol route in this Wild West zone, a lot of the portal stations are manned to an absolute minimum. Just the amount of people required to keep it running and that's it. I mean, what if there's like a bunch of people waiting in line and they've got stuff that's about to spoil and these guys won't open the portal? I mean, we could obviously do something to help them out, right? Well, you can always get them to open the portal, but if you wait around to have more people, then 
you get well, uh, if there's you like pay less. waiting i mean yeah because <laughs> every time they open the portal they're gonna charge you like and... they're intentionally holding us back like they're not letting us go like they well then they probably have legion ships there yeah. searching their ships <laughs> anyway we'll get to that when it actually happens <laughs> okay you terrible people hey so, i was doing something good for like the merchants not We'll see. We're in a shady system where they're like they control the portal and won't let us go until certain fees are paid. Well, yeah, they want their money. Yeah, but like not the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you five burr. No schmeckles. So one of the things is the free league's system. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, if you didn't listen to Alien, it's it actually uh, differs from Alien a little bit, but it's a D6 system. You have a skill, and you have an attribute. You add the numbers, the two relevant numbers together, uh, they can go up to five. So together they can go up to ten. You add those together, you roll that many d6s, every six is a success. If you roll three or more, you had a uh, critical success, and you get cool stuff happens. That's for most things. Uh, when you're doing combat, additional successes allow you to perform critical hits or do more damage. Um... And there are ways to re-roll using certain abilities or talents, or you can pray to the icons, which I'll, I'll explain the icons in a second. So uh, the thing is, re-rolls usually give the game master what are known as darkness points. And darkness points are really fun, because with darkness points, I can spend them to do bad things to the players. I can spend a darkness point to, say, re-roll a shot if an NPC misses while trying to shoot one of the players. I can spend, say, three or four darkness points to have uh, the ship's engine spontaneously explode while they're trying to escape from the police. I can do whatever I want with these things. They're absolutely wonderful. And the players, I suspect, will be feeding them to me really quickly because anytime you pray to your icon to get a re-roll, I get a darkness point. Anytime you use any sort of mystic ability, I get a darkness point. There, are, Everyone else has an icon talent, which allows them to do something special. And anytime you use that, I get a darkness point. Wait. Does that mean I can use that more than once for the merchant? Um, I feel, I'm not like, sure. that's, I think I feel like that's them, a one and done one for me, though. I think it? that it's like once per session. Let's look this up. Because mine is like a hefty loan. Which, if I can do that a lot, I mean, why not? Let's let's load him up with darkness to start and see how yeah. the game goes. Let's cash him out, you guys. We're going thick and shop it. Uh, how much was that spider suit? Running a credit card. I'm running out on merchy. <laughs> so yeah, they can be used once per session, and every each you each time you use one, I get a darkness. Point. What is the session like every time we play then? Yeah, essentially. I mean, okay. if we have a truncated session where it's like all it is is you guys sitting around discussing what to eat for dinner, which given some of the games we've had in yeah. Grand Designs is not completely invalid of a guess <laughs> and what you people will do. But it's just, you know, any relevant point. I mean, if it's like you go to a planet, hang out, drink at the bar, get a massive loan, and then the next game session you're like i'd like to get another massive loan quick before yeah. we leave this planet i might say no <laughs> well if you guys ever are looking for new tricky items for a ship or something yeah. just shake the coins out of jordan 
I mean, obviously, I guess my offerings are weird for the merchant. Like, you literally give money as an offering to the merchant to, like... To get money? Please them, yeah. Yeah, you gotta get interest on you. You either, like, you give them... I have to give them, like, gems or, like, burr. Yeah, that's another thing. I think there's something else, but I can't remember. Wait, so how does that work? Depending on how I worship, like, depending on who your icon is, you have to worship, worship them in different ways, like... For Rebus's character, like they're the deckhand, and to do like to worship for them is to like maintain a ship. Mm-hmm. Like to them, like the way that they worship ship, is like, you know tidying things Wait, up. Wait, what does what do I have to do? You're actually that? supposed to read stories to the, mer- the to the deckhand. Oh, I say good night to the ship. Like you're Every supposed night. to read like bedtime stories to it. <laughs> Every night before I go to bed. Wait, what am I supposed to be doing for the faceless uh, one? Uh, fuck! I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't. I, just, to, I don't remember reading this. You're part. supposed to take your face. Yeah, off, I, so. I I read through like what all the different like forms of worship, like how you're supposed to like pray oh, to your icon. The faceless one wants me to wear the faces of the people we. Encounter. I think you actually have no, to watch I, the Nicholas Cage that's a movie. Different. <laughs> I think you actually have to watch the movie Face Off every night. Every night. Every that, night. I don't know how much that's your, that's your review. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say like look into how you worship your icon to like make it seem like you know what you're doing. I keep a tight ship, sugar. So before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, the icons. Yes, we've been talking about the icons. Uh, the icons are basically the gods of the Third Horizon. There are nine of them. Nine, Is that right? That's, nine, nine that's, icons. There's nine icons, but ten holidays. Yes, because there's the New Year, and then there's every month, and there's nine because there's three in each season. Okay, so there's. Nine, including the faceless one, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're basically, they are the gods of uh, the Third Horizon, but I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, they were imported from the First Horizon. So the Zenithians wandered in, and actually, I don't know that. I can't, you know, I can't remember. I can't remember the Zenithians just adapted the current worship of the icons or what. So I'll have to look that up. In either case, they are essentially the gods. Different people worship them in different ways. Um, you can call upon them for help. There are no physical manifestations of them, really, but sort of this presence of an ebb and pole of the icons in the darkness uh, kind of gives at least a basis for strong faith. There is the arrival uh, recently of uh, the emissary. Uh, out of this gas giant in the Kua system, these emissaries came out, and they claimed to be the living incarnations of the icons and that caused a bit of an uproar one of them ended up on the council of factions uh, on coriolis so being rep being as a representative he claims to be the living incarnation of the judge and the others have kind of wandered off to do other things this caused a huge fucking issue for the order of the pariah uh i believe it's order of pariah maybe the church of the icons as well in any case they kind of shut down their system and there's like a big threat of war uh, because they're like, get the fucking that blasphemous emissary off of the council and out of here, trying to claim to be an icon. Blah 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 blah. Is it a human? I have looked for so much information on what the emissaries are supposed to look like. There is nothing. <laughs> I, s- I swear, I've seen a picture in the book, but they're like wearing a mask over yeah. their face. Like, I think they tell they are humanoid in appearance. I think, but they're all like clothed to the point where you yeah. don't actually get to Clothes see them. And, like masks over their face. Like. They're meant to be a huge point of mystery. There is a whole three-book campaign that revolves around the Emissaries, and I probably expose them within that. I'm not sure. I haven't read through it. 
but they are meant to be a point of mystery that the I think that the GM can just kind of take wherever they want. Is it kind of like the the Asians in Final Fantasy fourteen? I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> critically acclaimed MMO RPG. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Asians. Asians, yeah, they're called the Asians. Oh, just God. picture that sweatshirt. Zander? What if I'm an Asian? So I'm now, Nikki. <laughs> the icons aren't necessarily all considered equal. Uh, certain factions worship one icon above all others. Some places. Uh, the icons appear differently depending on where you're at in the Third Horizon. Here, here it's uh, depicted as a male. Here it's depicted as a female. Here it's depicted as, you know, like this, and here it's depicted like that. So you get uh, a lot of diversity amongst the icons. Uh, you know, very similar to where you, you say like, you know, differences between say Norse gods, Greek gods, Roman gods. You know, the they're all kind of the same person, and they all form. A basis of a particular archetype, but they're represented differently depending on where you go. So, so now, uh, why don't we turn the mic over to y'all? Why don't y'all tell who? I mean, you're, some of you already have tell who your or which icon you were born under and what its ability is. Jordy, why don't you start? Um, I was born under the icon of the merchant, and my ability is third eye. Uh, I think that's what. I get from it, right? Where is that from? The icon talent? Is it? Oh, like what I get to do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I pray to my icon, I can ask for a favor of a small to largest loan that I can repay back and get a little bit of money from my god. How do you repay it? Who do you repay it to? To the icon itself, I guess. Well, no. I mean, you would use it to get a loan, which basically means that you would sort of find someone willing to oh, give you a loan. Okay. I think yeah. it like would be under the credit get, like, like I can doesn't like rain on you from Zeus yeah, or whatever. I can <laughs> say I have like the merchant's favor grant me this loan and well, I, I can't say yeah, no. The icon would sort of direct you yeah. toward you a just, place. Like, prayed and then like money just like clouded above you. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just like stripper dance and money disappears. Yep. Or like a bank uh, a bank t- uh, a banker will just magically appear, yep. you know. Hi. And it's a dwarf. It's like one of those things in Skyrim where you like call up like a merchant from mm. like a merchant ghost. And just like the guy next to you just drops his wallet randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stranger. He must have pissed off the merchant. What do you need? What do you buy? Stevie, who's your icon? My icon is the judge. Uh, I can make uh, the ability I get is I can make any hit a critical injury. Yes. <laughs> and I've definitely uh, added other abilities on my character sheet that, that really do people in for that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see your character in combat for the first time. <laughs> I'm curious how fast the enemy will go down. Well, as long as the dice favors me. Yeah, but does you have an ability that just lets you succeed, period? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ali, who is your icon and what does he do? Uh, my character, or my character Zulfikar, was born under the faceless one, the icon, and um, I gotta look up the wording for what he does. <laughs> Are you still looking for the uh, faceless one? Isn't I can tell you. Do you want me to read it? Uh, no, no. Um, it's very weird. Yeah, right here. Okay. Uh, the faceless one's talent is fate is on your side, giving you the benefit of getting to change a single concrete detail in a scene more to your favor. It must be something that has a cosmetic or indirectly helpful effect, 
You cannot make an enemy disappear, but you can decide that there is a knife within reach or that a window has been left open. The GM has final say on what is possible to accomplish with the talent. Remember, you can only use this talent once per session. So you can alter a random fact of reality mm-hmm. like by wishing it and it will happen. Kind of. It just happens to be there. It's like luck. Yeah. Well, like they have to call upon and like, gee, I wish I really had a crowbar. And then there's it's like a crowbar. Or... No, 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 no. You, you say, you say, I grab this crowbar that's in the environment and it is there. You don't say, gee, I really wish it was So there. you just will things to be mm-hmm. there then. Yeah, yeah. you, okay. you, you, uh, but it, will it's, it to happen. it's not that, it's not that you're making it happen. It's that it's, you're basically like you are, it, it already is there. It's yeah. the secret. Yeah, he, he's rewriting. He's essentially rewriting the story so that it's always been there. Okay, you know what I mean, it's like he's looking around desperately for a crowbar, and the faceless one has left him. One. It's like luck, You're like domino, yeah, or long shot. I pulled this blade that's been in my boot the whole time. Are you like, oh shit! I left my knife mm-hmm. in my boot this morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice. Boy, that was lucky. That handhold was there. <laughs> Good thing I put that Bible near my heart. Good Have thing I didn't forget my Tommy gun. All right, and uh, Sam. Um, mine is the deckhand. Um, if the ship drops to zero hull points or energy points, I can restore a D6 of points of either kind instantly. Which will keep you from going exploding. Yep. Yes, so that's very good. I will save thing all to happen. Yep. I'll save y'all, sugar. <laughs> Woo! Keep tat shit. Mama keeps the tat. And surprisingly enough, I've gone through most of my notes. So uh, now that we've completed uh, what I feel is probably all the relevant background information, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a lot of stuff that's relevant, you know, such as the names of random pigs mm-hmm. that will come up throughout the course of the actual game. Why don't we uh, do a little around here, go around the table, and each of you can talk a little bit about your character as much as you would like to share the stuff that uh, kind of feels relevant for the listeners to know, stuff that you know um yeah if you have stuff that you want to keep secret make mysterious for people to discover stuff that you don't want your fellow players to know about your characters keep it to yourselves other than that who wants to go first and talk about your fabulous character that you've made i can go do it so uh jafar tele he is a 23 year old data spider slash data gen um he comes from a firstborn nomadic family who used to have a planet, came back from like a long haul of like scavenging and stuff, merchants by trade. Their planet was basically destroyed. They'd been gone a while. Decided to just start rocking it out in the sky. Um, guess I was with them for a while until I got caught stealing, which kind of exiled me from their family and kind of met these guys. Making a new ragtag team of Corsairs. I don't know if there's anything relevant right now that I need to say besides that. I what guess do you I hack like? things. You should probably go into what you look like. Uh, I can get into that later. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have you. All... I don't have my descriptions in front of me or anything. Yeah, so I yeah. will have you all give full physical descriptions at the first session. So. Yeah. Right. Stevie, who are you? I am uh, Jen Collage, and. Uh, my character uh, was is about twenty twenty one. No one really knows because they were found in a uh, vat, a huge tube, 
at a research station by uh, the Order of the Pariah, um, where they took me and and trained me to be sort of like a child soldier. Then uh, I got sick of it, and so I skedaddled and eventually joined up with this ragtag team. And one important detail, you are a humanite, which is a genetically altered person who's usually genetically altered for to perform a certain purpose. Uh, they were used to serve things like mining on really, really harsh environments, so they'd make someone who's extra hardy so they could send them out there. They're also, <laughs> they also are considered sort of the lowest class, like right down there with mystics as far as the general populace sees them. Uh, so there's a lot of prejudice and, uh, yeah, just general bad stuff with being a humanite. But, you know, you got a free talent out of it. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty nice talent. Uh, I get na- natural armor uh, that allows me to uh, not be hurt by the uh, forces of nature. There you go. Ali! Yes, my character's name uh, is Zulfikar. Uh, it goes by Zul. Um... He's a mystical fugitive. Um, he comes from a plebeian background, and he's got great situational awareness. <laughs> okay. Um, he's got angular, symmetric features, tan skin with lighter branch-like patterning across, uh, long hair drawn back. Uh, he often wears a um, trench coat-like coat um, that um, many would call a space duster. Um he also has a thermostatic suit and a modulation mask that he uses to cover his face. And uh, I believe you are the captain of the ship, aren't you? Oh, I'm also the captain of the ship. Yes, which you inherited from the previous captain who died in a horrible accident. Yes, um, our previous captain was not, um, as you would say, the best leader, <laughs> as is evidenced by his um, not being alive anymore. Um <laughs> And um, Walter and I um, basically, you know, we escaped with uh, this, you know, wreck of a ship and we we paid these guys to fix it. And then we, you know, we ran into these other guys and we assembled our ragtag crew. And now you are the A team. Yes. The the crappy version of the the B team. (laughs) The B team. (laughs) <laughs> also, also, we all have situational awareness. That is our group talent. Yes. Oh shit! Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was gonna try and uh, add all the descriptors on my character sheet into one like perfectly descriptive sentence about him. Like, my name is Zulfikar. I'm a situationally aware mystic with mind reading and telekinesis. Uh, so, Captain Zul. What is the name of your ship? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that you agonized over for like a month. Our ship is the Mahdi. It's a class three blockade runner. It is haunted. <laughs> sort of. Wait. It's it haunted. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It, there's a... Did we have an AI, though, yeah, to ha- have haunted? You can't have... No, no, no. It's, it's like an old AI. It's right? an old AI that was like in the ship. Yeah, it's like a residual it's... AI. What okay. happened is... So your ship was constructed... Um, I'm not sure, actually, if I told everyone this. Your ship was constructed at the Yastapol station. Okay. I changed that. Uh, you don't need to mess with any of the modifiers. But your the Yastapol station uses the wreckage from the belt of these ancient fleets, or whatever they came from. 
um, to they scavenge. Then they put together these basically sort of patchwork ships, and that's what your ship is. Apparently, there's the remnants of an old AI in your ship that your uh, chief mechanic, the person who built your ship and who is now your mechanic, and you'll meet him next session. He was unable to find where this AI was within this patchwork of ships, so it's still stuck there. And it, it, when I choose to use darkness points, will occasionally do things like shut all the lights off or refuse to open a bulkhead or, you know, attempt to vent your cargo into space. Franken freighter, Franken freighter. So I just call it the ghost in the machine. It's kind of like being haunted, except it's not an actual ghost. It's more like the AI from Portal. So anyway, we we owe. Who do we owe for? Our... You owe the syndicate your money. Yeah, so we we owe you know, eight hundred and sixty k per give or take to the syndicate. <laughs> um, believe me, they know the exact amount. <laughs> yes, they do. Sam, uh, my character is named Rebus McClintock. Uh, she is a single mom in her mid forties. Uh, her husband left her, and now she is stuck raising her three children, which is also her personal problem. Uh, she's somewhat of a genius. Her father was a mechanic. Uh, she, like, went to, like, engineering school, fell on hard times, so she did whatever she could to support her kids, working as just, like, a mechanic at, like, a space jiffy lube. Uh, uh, her kids need more money so she decided to kind of go the high risk high reward route of being a pirate so she joined up with this ragtag team of bandits to make money to send back home and she can basically fix anything anything from a person to you know a toilet to a starship she can fix it all (laughs) there you go and yes, How did you she come up with your character looking like Reba McIntyre. She looks like Reba McIntyre, <laughs> like, like a steampunky mechanic, crazy scientist, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Thank you, Bro Hollywood. Why? I just don't understand where the concept came from. That's what she. That's just her. I just like all the all the parts just kind of fell into place. Just are you not a Reba <laughs> head, Ollie? I, I mean, I'm not mm. not a Reba head, but I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Everybody needs a Reba I mean, McIntyre character yeah. on their show. <laughs> when I thought pirates, I thought Reba McIntyre for some reason. I no, I I, I really see the connection there. Actually. You're getting, yeah, you're right? actually getting three different flavors of classy ladies, technically. Yeah, we're I mean, you always yeah. make your character based off of something. Well, we all did that too. Ooh, Jafar yeah, Tilly is loosely based off of Jennifer Tilly. Oh my god. <laughs> Jun Collage is loosely based off of uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. And then Rebus McClintock is loosely based off Reba This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah, what? <laughs> Aside from the Reba Wait, thing. I gotta look these people up so I can get some images in my head. Okay. Jennifer Tilly is in Bride of Chucky. So then, so then Walter Wagon is gonna be loosely based off of B. Arthur. I actually... Fuck <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, she would love that. Weirdly <laughs> enough, Stephen Root in like any like old Custer character, like a ah, I'm Walter Wagon. Ah. <laughs> I thought of like a cowboy. No, like a, like a Sam Elliott. Wait, now who are you based off of, Stevie? Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. For those of you at home, Stifler's mom. Any of these people you don't know are... Stifler's mom or Jennifer Tilly? Oh God, yeah, Stifler's mom. It's nope. Stifler's <laughs> mom. Oh, I know who that is. She was in uh, Legally Blonde. Yeah, yeah. 
My snap was all over the place. Oh, it broke yeah, his man. nose. Yeah, I was saving the voice for later, but yeah. I guess it's out of the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have to kill everyone Woo! quickly. Well, I, you told me not to do mine, but I might do it. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be so Hello. hard to keep a straight face for. <laughs> oh god, it's gonna be Jay Ray all the time. This is Jafar Tilley. <laughs> We're going to get this crew hacked up. Told you mm. you had a ragtag team of pirates. I know, I'm not gonna do that though. Well, I, I won't be Tilly. the first one to <laughs> step on any lady's toes. I have uh, really old off brand Jimmy Stewart? No, it's Bill Clinton. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a really I good, like, two, two, 48 hours ago, it was pretty good. Yesterday it was okay. Today it was okay. You're a southern lawyer, and it's just, like, slowing down and starting to sound like Bill Clinton yeah. instead like of, Horn like, Lincoln. a... Yeah, you want to be like, a southern lawyer. Oh. Yeah, it's very, it's very, like, Bill Clinton today, yeah. like, where he looks mm. like he's, like... He's digging uh, real uh, slow for mal- maldehyde. Whatever, now. whatever, whatever drugs he's taking to keep Fucking him alive. Hillary won't just shut up about that election. And Monica kept the dress. I mean, uh, what kind of what kind of what kind of person does that sort of thing? <laughs> I thought she was just giving uh, the president of the United States a little relief. And uh, is that Milton Berle? Is that who that is? Like, yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, like is it Jimmy Stewart? Is it? It's in Bill's house. No, I'm house. thinking of the dude that's. Oh gosh, he's like that goofy looking fella that had the. He's like the cop Don with the Nuts? other guy. Yeah, Don Knotts. Yeah. I think it's Don Knotts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. I still have not found Jafar's voice, though, so we'll see what happens next well, week. You got or, I guess, week. two weeks, right? No, one week. So, uh, we've met everybody. We know the name of your ship. We know who the captain is. <laughs> now, um, this is Q&A from you. I mean, what, do you, what questions still linger in your head? What's the name of our pet? <laughs> no, just kidding. Please, please, please. Oh, you want some too? Please, sir. The players are raiding the giant box More. of Cheez-Its. Thank you. Cheez-Its, <laughs> if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> Cheez-Its, if you're listening. <laughs> you make a great snack. <laughs> the snack of the third it's horizon. It's better than crack. It can be your new slogan. You can take that. There's like just not quite enough salt. Mm. I think that's what it is. It's like... It makes you want to lick another one, and then you eat the whole one because you licked it, and then you want another one because there's not enough salt. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> like the 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 face that touches your tongue mm-hmm. is salty enough, but the other half of it is not. I mean, it is. I mean, but... it very well be cut like salted on one side and then just like cut. So no, it is. I always make sure the sprinkle side touches my tongue first. <laughs> so, any actual um. Interests, questions, things you want clarified. Things I can help you with. I guess no. Wow. The Q&A session's already over. Wow. Um, do we start out with like like something that we're doing? Are we like... Uh, yes. Um, I'll just give you a little teaser so you know it. You would, uh, When we're starting out next game, you will have just finished robbing a ship, and you will be pulling in to the planet of the Ostapol. To the Estopol port, which is not a spaceport, but a ground port, where you're supposed to meet your contact and hand over the goods and get paid. Cool. I do have one one question for for specifically clarification. So when we roll for a skill, um, we will roll whatever amount of dice we need to roll based on our attributes and uh, skill level, and then we need only one six to like have like 
somewhat of a success. Yes, one one six is considered a limited success, which basically means you succeeded, but you know, nothing special. If you get three, then it's uh, I don't remember if it's called a critical success or something else, but you great success. <laughs> you at that point get like something special to happen, like a stunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, if uh, what the fuck's your character's name again? Jafar. Jafar. Yes. If Jafar were to be hacking into some place to do a thing, uh, one success would mean like hack success. Uh, you know, this the hacking is successful. However, someone might be able to later track them down. You know, figure out where the hacking came from or whatever, and potentially cause problems for you later. If he were to get three or more successes, he could then say, "Well, I would like to leave no tracks." And then all of a sudden, he's like a ghost, and you guys don't have to deal with that. Or so. I could be like, the next time someone tries to open this up and trace it, make a little fart noise, and then like laugh at them. Yes, you plant a fart meme. A fart meme. They probably have smell-o-vision at this point, too, right? This is the future. <laughs> like, it's not just smell o vision's the past. Or like the D's nuts meme. <laughs> D's nut. Is our, like, our personal problem is like, exacerbated by darkness points and stuff as well it can be i can use dark i believe that's one of the things on the list i can use darkness points to is to activate your personal problem oh my god the darkness is gonna give your daughter more cancer no she's already like 80 percent cancer what does one of your children have cancer <laughs> well they're sorry yeah. i mean they're sickly oh no, yes. why not yeah why not you know they're already living with their, their already, yeah. that'll that'll yep. be on you i mean the cancer was pre-existing <laughs> but any more cancer that happens will be your fault yep. i'm just gonna your make that other quick. child gets cancer now <laughs> it's spreading I mean, it, it is it is a crappy planet with a crappy atmosphere we'll yeah. say that i don't know mama's maybe that's why your kid's sick mama's dirty water mama's trying to get them out of there so i want to <laughs> i want to just clarify so on the skill roll so at the and, uh, forgive me if uh, this is a repeat. So there's four primary attributes: strength, agility, wits, empathy. Yes. Uh, and there's two like health point systems. There's hit points and there's mind points. Yes. Okay. And then you have skills. You have general skills and advanced skills. Yes. And a skill has a tied attribute to it. Yes. And there are uh, the general skills you can roll. Um, and Even so if, if you, you don't make, have a point. So if you're making a test or you're trying to do something, you roll your attribute plus your relevant skill value, mm-hmm. and that's the number of dice. Yep, yep. And so one dice is a success with a cost. Three dice is a is a full success, basically. Like a like a. I wouldn't really say with a cost. Um, the percentages are so low that you're going to get three. Even if you have ten dice. Okay. Because you have to roll like a six. So one means you're successful. Okay. It just means there's nothing fancy about it. You know what I mean? So, like the example I gave with Jafar hacking. Yeah, you hacked into it, but you got one success, so it means that somebody else coming along and trying to use their data gen skill can probably trace you back. How 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 broad is the scope of of an individual skill test? So so when you said well, Jafar hacks in, so let's say Jafar hacks into a computer, is that is that the entire skill test is to hack in and get whatever you wanted and then delete it? Or is hacking in the test and then you have to make another test to like get what you, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it like, like, is it, is it a like one and done sort of test where you're like, I want to do this task. That is going to be totally based on what's happening at the point. What, uh, what the test is for, for example, you might do, let's say you want to, 
climb a building and then jump across to another building. It's not going to just be one dexterity check. It's going to be one to climb and then one to jump. Okay. You know what I mean? So if there are stages to something, if he hacks into something, like I'm looking, I'm going to hack into the computer. It's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. You look around the computer, you also discover a firewall where there's probably going to be more important stuff behind. Okay, I'm going to make another roll to try to get past the firewall. So one's, one is always going to be a success, though, if yep. you get one. Yeah. But and you can... But unless you, but the, you're doing it opposed to someone and they roll more successes than you. Okay, so if there's, no, if there's no opposition... It it all one is always a success. There's no like harder rolls or anything. That... The amount of dice that you roll can be adjusted if something's really difficult. So if he's trying to actually hack a portal station, I might be like you know, minus okay, two dice. Minus two dice, yeah. Okay, so so the, that that's the way it's gated. Is that yep. instead of instead of having to get more successes, you just get less, less chances dice. to get a success. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry if this is um... very similar to Alien. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if this is like like. Secondary for everybody. I just wanted to know. No, you're fine. no, no, that's good to know. clarify, and it might be helpful for the. the that's user what too, we're here for. Sure that the listener to understand how. How does it work for Walter? Does he have like? <laughs> he has his own. He has his own shape and everything. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He has his own icon, his own talents. Cool. He's, He's a person. He's Talk to him. <laughs> his icon is the gambler. Oh. Does he know when to hold him? <laughs> why don't well, you Why don't you tell us what Walter Wagon looks like? You know, we're all like trying uh, to fill in the blanks, the... imagining Yosemite Sam and all different sorts of things. Uh, Walter is probably just under six feet. Kind of is in his late fifties. He's been with the this particular ship for a while since his original captain, original crew. Can he still get it? Huh? Can he still get it? Get it up? No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. You know like, what he, he we mean. Can he still get it? Can he get, get it? it? Like, get it up. No, 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 no. I mean, you can always take a pill for or that, but can he get can he it? Get up? <laughs> like, is he, is he, like, hot enough that you'd hit it? Um, like, is he like a, Is he a daddy or yow? What, what, is what? he like Matt's Mickelson? Like, can he still get oh. it? What can time he still has get he aged it? like fine yeah. wine? Yeah. Can he still get it? What or time is he like the... rode hard and like it's put like away Pierce, wet? Pierce, what, I think like Pierce Brosnan. What time of the night is he taking someone home from the bar? Is the question. Is it early in the night or late in the night? Yeah. Um. He doesn't. Uh, Walter Wagon spends most of his time with his pet furry pot belly pig thing, which I'll come up with a name with eventually. It's worrying. <laughs> <laughs> Are you basing him uh, off of Nicolas Cage and Pig? I haven't seen that. Actually. Oh my god! It's you would fucking love it. Is it like a clusterfuck love or no, like an actual good? Like movie? it's a literal. Uh, it's a literal movie about like a dude who has like a truffle pig and someone steals it and then he goes all ham for it. It's like a John Wickian kind of movie, but oh, it I is amazing. It has. A you will. Review. You will love it. Like, okay. Hey, I gotta, I gotta, you know, every time you say Walter, I just think of Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad. <laughs> and I think of a cat. No, he's more. He's kind of on the skinny side, wrinkly. Mm. Um, probably used to have black, mostly gray hair. He's he's pretty sharp, like smart. He's been around. He's extremely. And this is his personal problem. He's extremely superstitious. So he's always praying and like, you know, making signs to the icons and all that stuff. Who's his icon? The gambler. gambler. Ooh. So if How he fails he... a roll, he can instantly re-roll it, I believe. Yeah, it's, uh, he's lucky and can choose an automatic critical success on a yep. skill test of his choice. Yep. 
just in case, you know, he's trying to pilot and I roll something that runs you into an asteroid, I can just use that <laughs> and not kill you based on my die rolls. Okay. I like that. It's a good thing the I didn't NPC. make my personal problem being addicted to gambling or I'd take Walter everywhere. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're going to die because George. <laughs> you get the far took him gambling. You get the loans, then he wins all of it back being lucky. I just keep asking the merchant for loans. That's and actually then he does really the re-rolls. Smart. It's a good system, honestly. I'm yeah. really excited for the casino episode. Yeah. yeah. The first three sessions of our game are us Maybe just, I should like, be addicted to gambling. Ship. Can that be my second personal problem? I'm addicted to gambling. <laughs> you do what you got to do. So yeah, he knows a little bit about science, a little bit about technology, a little bit about survival, and a little about love. What uh, color are his is eyes? His eyes? Uh, probably dark brown. I'll say dark brown. He, uh, con- Contrary to him, he is your pilot, but he's not a pilot concept. He's actually the trailblazer prospector concept. Girl, man! His original job before he became a pirate was he would go out and find shit. And that was his thing. He'd go out and look for look for gold in them dar hills, mm. or lost technology. Perfect, Perfect for a pirate captain. Can he sound like uh, Will Ferrell in that Prospector SNL sketch? Who's <laughs> in that? Where he's like the old prospector, and he's like, "Gee, doggy." Really <laughs> I'm not doing oh, that God. voice for an extended period of time. <laughs> so though. funny. Make him a grumpy British man. Um, <laughs> I have a weird question. Yeah. Where's my tea? When we like when we do something that gives us money, how do we does it all go to the ship or do we get a cut or is that like kind of decided on by the captain? You decide. And we decide? Yeah, if you go out and you do a job and, and you make thirty thousand burr, you can go pay some on your loan, uh or you can fucking blow it on hookers and beer. It's mm. up to you. However, you know, the syndicate will eventually be like, Hey, it's been a couple months since our last payment. We are going to have to chop one of y'all's hands off. Um, but, you know, we'll give you another month before we come after somebody's leg. Do we have like a set period of time that we have to repay them? Uh, I believe, um, according to the rules, it's like 5% uh, each month. Or each year. No, yeah, it's each year. It's a 20-year 20, 20 loan. Oh, really? That's, like, that's yeah. in the rules? Right. Yeah, in the rules. That's like nothing. That's the rules. Five so percent down a year, like we'll just put away the. Wait, wait, wait! What's the interest rate? Well, <laughs> there's no. The, the, there's the technically is calculated no. yeah. into the. So we owe eight hundred and sixty-one thousand, and we have to pay five percent of that every year. Yep, it's not bad or, at all. Or rather, maybe possibly that usury is a great sin in this in this setting. It is. <laughs> it is frowned upon. We should and, do a uh, six-way split. So, like, each of us gets a split, and then the ship gets a split. And then that split goes to pay off the ship loan. We should we should put we should see how much money that actually yields for the ship before we start doing that. Now you got to remember, you owe the money to the syndicate, and as long as you owe money to the syndicate, they will be approaching you for favors. So oh. the longer it takes to pay them off, the more you may be, you know, doing things you don't want to do. Yep. Can we tell them no? <laughs> you can try. Yeah. We seduce them. You could try. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'll knock fifty burr off your <laughs> off your loan. Uh, how does like leveling up work? Do we eventually get to the point where we get more like skills and talents? Or yeah, so you get experience points t- each session, and then you get more for certain things. Like if your personal problem comes into it, blah blah blah. I'm not going to diversify that. It's just going to be everybody kind of gets a set amount each time, which I will determine. 
And five experience points equals one upgrade. You could, that means you can either bump one of your skills up by one, or you can buy a new talent. If you're buying a cybernetic or a bio-sculpting talent, you have to pay the money for the talent, as well as paying the five experience for it. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. You gotta pay for the parts, baby. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Are we gonna be like that biker gang in the Mandalorian? Not Mandalorian. Boba Fett? Yeah, same thing. Spy Kids biker gang? Same thing. Honestly, at this point. I guess none of you are watching it, are you? I am not watching it. I watched it's all right. Boba Fett's out. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt about like, Mandalorian. We it's just watched okay. like the newest yeah. episode, and honestly, it was the best one, but it also did not have Boba Fett in it the whole time. That's <laughs> sad. <laughs> Somebody's, somebody has a, a poor writing structure, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, I wanted to really like The Mandalorian, and I wanted to like rewatch it, but it's not rewatchable, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even finish the first season. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> For all you people at home. We're spoiler free here. Yeah, uh, Luke Skywalker's in it. Oh my god, really? That explained the 40 million memes that were everywhere for like a half a second. Well, alright, fine. I guess I, I guess, <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't spoil it for anyone. Alright, so any more questions? Are we gonna, we can wrap this up at any time. Gonna be a short one, actually, but I guess Session Zero might as well. Okay, no, I'm gonna into the mic. If I take less of a cut from like bounties, do I never have to clean a bathroom? <laughs> it's up to you to negotiate with the rest of the crew. So I'm imagining at this time the Roomba technology is probably fairly advanced, and the ship probably just cleans itself. Mm. How like evil are we? Like, are we like pretty evil pirates? <laughs> or... Like, like, like slavery, rapey yeah, pirates? Like, are there like lines we won't cross, or are we just like out like, to do anything? Or well, I don't know. We haven't we haven't been in a situation <clears throat> where, well, I don't no know. Kids, have, have I won't murder amounts of creatures that causes an extinction level event, and you know, I imagine each one of you is going to have your own moral compass. Yeah, I imagine that. Um, what the fuck's your character's name again, Stevie? Jun Kalaj. Jun. I imagine that Jun probably has, uh, I would almost want to say stronger moral compass than a lot of people due to the things that they have gone through. I'd mm. say, I'd say so, uh, but I'm willing to kill. Yeah, there's no compulsions <clears throat> about killing, but probably is very no particular about, yeah, who or why. Shot a kid. And then Rebus, what are you going to teach your. How how are you gonna kids gonna learn by watching you? <laughs> That's a fine line, sugar. They're not gonna know. They're gonna think she's working on, on a space oil rig. And Walter Wagon has his own moral compass. He can't do anything. Piss the icons off at you. What's like the ship like <laughs> dynamic? Like is it like a hierarchy? Like are we like just because he's our captain, do we have to listen to everything you say? Or is it like more of like a group kind of like vote system, democracy kind of thing? Or well, that would be up to the captain probably. Captain and Walter were the last two left from the original crew. So how did you how did you set up your new crew? Uh we had a vote on things. Alright. So it's a egalitarian ship, like classic pirate ships. Yes. Uh with a with a classical hierarchy that, that... You know what I mean? We vote on major decisions, and then ultimately, if there's a tie, then the captain decides. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the guy from Big Lebowski? The Cesper- Sam Elliott. Uh, can Can Walter Wagon look like Sam Elliott, please? It kind of does if you minus the mustache. Okay. 
can, I've seen can, without a mustache. Yeah, so yeah. It's not great, but but what is to hit it? He could get it. He's saggy now. It's just not good. I've seen him like he's old as balls, shirt off though. and Grace and yeah. Frankie. Not into it. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, though, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. This is a Pierce Brosnan. Oh my God! Look at that Sam Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that stash was Her not alone. fucking around. <laughs> oh, that hair, yeah. That's think about how much vagina that stash had seen. <laughs> yeah, I just got wet, dude. Look at that guy. Look at that. <clears throat> no stash. I like that better. That's young Sam Elliott. Ooh. I don't like yeah, the air. Right. Mystery so just looking at pictures creates. and and we're a podcast. That's an audio presentation. Everyone it was a Sam photo Elliot. of a very Google young Sam, Sam, Elliot, Sam Elliot, and you could see his face. Wow. And I don't trust people with mustaches because, like, you don't know what's going on under <laughs> there. How 80s that is. Like, I just have a natural like mistrust how, for people who exclusively have mustaches. It's weird. Does anything say 80s more than that hair and that coat? I mean, Burt Reynolds laying naked on a fur rug. That fucking... That's the 70s, but I guess the Playboy spread. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do that for my, uh, that that, my girlfriend all the time. Like, that Sean Connery fucking bandolier from... Oh, him. <laughs> Zardoz. Zardoz. Oh. 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 Should, we, should we just watch Zardoz? Today? Yeah. Just Zardoz <laughs> real quick. God, that's a weird movie. I'm so sad Riftrax hasn't done Zardoz. Mm. Yeah, that's, that is kind of weird, yeah. yeah. I guess it's just like, it's Low too hanging much. fruit. Yeah, it's low-hanging fruit. Much. Yeah, but they've done, they did Twilight. They did, yeah, yeah they but did, that's uh, also funny as shit. They did Birdemic. That yeah. was really the room. Bird. I mean, those are yeah, yeah. born to be rough. Anyway, uh, let's start talking about. Do we have any more questions? Ooh, uh, we just ooh, sign ooh. off, and we can actually just talk about this without having to speak directly into the mics. I think Walter Wagon should look like uh, Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. No, please. No, that's not the vision I have. I don't know why, but that little prospector toy from Toy Story. A little more. He's a little more Sam Elliott without. Yeah, I don't know why, but I keep thinking of him. Um. I think Everyone was... else is a real person except for Walter Wagon, who's actually a life-size toy that's animated for no reason, is never explained throughout the entirety of the <laughs> With movie. An animated furry pig. <laughs> oh, is there like one person that we do like jobs for mostly? Right, we have our patron. No. Yes, uh, oh, you. Well. We're going to be introducing your patron within the context of the game. Most, mostly you. Um, Not yet. Is there are certain Foley? people you go through who you'll okay. meet as you. Uh, or I will introduce as you move through the game. Um, a bounty. Because there's always somebody who's got something to do, and then sometimes you just don't want to do it, and sometimes they're not paying enough or whatever. So okay. you probably have diversified your resources and what's left over. Um, that Is there a trusty Zool. bar or something that we pick up this these bounties from? <laughs> we have a location, or is it contact? Like, is it through, is it contracts. through the info net, or is it like I, have a I roll up on your ship and you roll by me, and we toss out the instructions? Mm-hmm. Or is there like actually a corkboard that you, uh, you <laughs> come out to in your spacesuit, and you have to pin up the uh, flyers? It's just floating on an asteroid, <laughs> just like a corkboard. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and there's one at every station, and when you remove from one, it removes from all of them. That would be cool. There's like a like a dark web like Craigslist that you can access. A dark web. Probably meet up with fixers who have jobs that they know of. Like they got they got the information on a ship with some stuff. You go get it, and you bring it back. You know, I give you this much money. Sounds well, an awful. I know a guy who wants to buy the thing. I guess it doesn't have to be so clandestine in this system, does it? Uh, it's still you still want it to be clandestine because you don't want somebody else to overhear you and beat you to your ship. You don't want somebody to overhear you and 
tell the you know the local security I mean, about it because bounties would, like, I guess yeah. bounties would be a different story. Like you're not like doing that. bounties. Yeah. You're literally someone's telling you something that you can steal, and you're going to steal it. I would love to do a bounty though one day. Yeah. No, we're just doing some smash and grabs, like B and E. Yeah, is okay. it mostly like mostly like stealing stuff from like other ships and planets and stuff? Yep. Okay. Well, that sounds like easy piece like, of stuff for us. Like That's salvaging kind of or like actually stealing. Both. Stealing. You, if you find a good place for salvage, you can always go out there to make extra money. If there's no, you know, if there's no jobs, or if the jobs all suck. Or if the jobs are, you know, go murder a, a, a bunch of children, and you're like, nah, that's mm. cool. I see the remnants of a Dyson's Fair out there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a salvage station, so yeah. we can actually yeah. do that. So, I mean, that's probably... Was- that was my question. Was the salvage station, is that something that we take off the ship when we go places, or is that a stationary, like... It is a large room with okay. mechanical devices that help you pull shit apart, so that you can, you know... So put the electronics in one pile to be sold, or what? You know what I mean? It's a it's a a workshop that disassembles the large chunks of ships that you would. Might so it's say like an actual up. machine that does this shit. Well, you'd probably have cranes or and you, all okay. sorts of tools and power drills. So and I'm assuming like that, that the ship probably like opens up on that side as well, so that well, it leads directly use... into your cargo bay. So you 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 can open so your you cargo go, bay. Okay, so cargo load you, something you in, put the shit in. Okay, move it into the salvage station, pick it's it apart. Like, it's not like bits. arms that you could also use, like when you're floating around in space to manipulate. That is a an option you did not choose for your ship. Okay, but you can get those too. Arms that we can move around. You can always space. expand your nope. ship later. All right, okay, that's cool. are we good? I yeah. I the ship we built. Is perfect. Is perfect. No, I know. Right. I Can know. we be like like sneaky stealers, or do we have to be like forceful stealers? We're uh, sneaky, aren't we? I, I mean, mean, it like... depends. I feel like that's just a case by case kind of. Kind of true. Yeah. We have. Do we think like that? Do we though, right? think we that we can tech. get in there, or do you just want to go there? So we have like it. stealth tech and like probes and all kinds of like weird yeah. shit. Yeah, I was gonna ask actually about that drone. What was the drone that we had? Um, yeah, like a scouting drone of some yeah. sort. Well, yeah, for the most part, though, you're hitting people in the middle of space, it's so just, just you, you got to be a little forceful to shut their ship down. Okay. Then you have to go on board and, you know, it's give them a few whacks if they try to resist. We just ask them nicely if we can have some of their stuff, and if they say no, then we take it anyway. If anybody doesn't <laughs> mind, I'm going to be playing At with least that drone we'll a lot. We ask them first. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The drone's all you. Use it. I'm gonna during, name it and everything. During the casino episode, can we do an Ocean's Eleven style heist? Oh my god, yes. I really want a jetpack. I can't wait to buy a jetpack. Oh, we already have jetpacks. Do we? we uh, yeah, that would fit into Fuck the budget. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> say that we bought a <laughs> yeah. bunch of extra wanna, crap. Like Star-Lord around the fucking outside of the hole. Jetpacks times five. Yeah. Yes. I mean, somebody has to go out there and clean the atrium from the outside. So. That's true. I'll do that. <laughs> it's like out there with a the squeegee. I'll Star-Lord space. around. Why does this water keep freezing? <laughs> Windows on a spaceship seems pretty silly. <laughs> well, they probably have. I mean, defogging. Yeah. So, yeah, but like, why? Why don't you just put a like camera? It's transparent aluminum, so that you can have natural light come into your domicile. Also, what happens if your electronics malfunction? What if What if the ship You're literally loses all power? Ship. I mean, uh, then you have no way to see unless you, you be have able to navigate unless some you sort have of light on hand. Yeah, but yeah. like, what if you're like not by a star when that happens, or the ship's like facing the wrong way, or like, well, I mean, like if the ship true. is out of power, you're like fucked either way. Yeah, maybe. Well, you could be out of power while parked on a planet. 
at least you get some ambient light coming into the mm. into the ship while you try to figure out what the fuck just happened and whether something weird just creeped onto your ship. I don't know. Did we figure out this? every spaceship has freaking front windows for some they reason? Better, they better be like indestructible. Then that's like the that seems like the latest. Uh, it's uh, what is it from Star Trek? The transparent, transparent aluminum. <laughs> can our ship land on a planet? Yes, it can. Yeah. Yep, yeah. We have that capability, which is good because you can hide out. Most planets, the space or the starports, tend to be or costly. The, yeah, they, no, they tend to be on the planet. Oh. Like uh, looking through stuff, and apparently, spaceports themselves are regular but a lot of them it's like military only or they don't provide a lot of services or it's just you park and then get a shuttle down you know so it's very limited being able to land on a planet is very valuable so hmm. cool. even in yastapul where the only space station is controlled by the legion is yastapul spelled y-a-s-t-a-p-o-l or yes y-a-s-t-a-p-o-l okay cool also, yes, the pool. Uh, did we decide culture or science for our library database for our ship? Oh, we decided on. I thought it was culture. Culture, because so yeah. science we could roll on better. Yeah, I think it was because we wanted to be able to research any sort of weird artifacts and shit too, like about different cultures and also how to fit in when we're trying to steal shit. All right, so let's wind this up. We'll work out the mathematics later. I've been just Jordy tonight. Yes, thank you for listening um, to our Session Zero. Session One will be coming out a week after this one drops. And then hopefully every other week like we did before. And maybe one of these days, if my fucking stocks ever go up, I'll have enough money to just do this more often. Or if we get a sponsor. Mike yeah, a sponsor. Like Cheez-It. Or World Anvil. <laughs> I've seen a couple uh, sponsorship videos on on that. There you go. <laughs> I think we talk about butt stuff too much for us or to be freely. like on brand with Cheez-Its family or, um, friendly <laughs> vibes. Squarespace. Cheez-Its, how many can you fit in your ass? Pornhub, please sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> I've been noticing I've been getting lazy during the day and really tired. And then I realized that I had low testosterone. So now I take hymns. Hymns for men. You go online and you take a quick personal survey. Oh my god, I don't know why I'm Joe- doing that. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to tune into the Joe Rogan podcast tonight. No. <laughs> no. Let's not go there. They're going to take our stuff off of Spotify. <laughs> or, or even Squarespace. Honestly, they give money to anybody. Like mm-hmm. Squarespace. If you're listening, help please. Us. Have you guys heard of HelloFresh? Please help. <laughs> I was very skeptical of it, but then I tried it out, and they brought Could it to my door, and there was just a bunch of fresh, unique ingredients that I hadn't seen necessarily <laughs> in my kitchen before. So easy to cook. But they made it so easy to make, and it was just like five minutes of prep. Okay, you now that we've now a had single a d- tasty, delicious, I feel like I I am owed at least like a hundred dollars now. Yeah, now that we've done like seven free commercials. Yeah, yeah they're uh, gonna be like, we don't need to pay these guys; they'll do these on their own. <laughs> anybody, anyway. anybody looking to hire. I'll do your commercials. Anyway, I have been Jason. I will be the Game Master starting uh, this session of one. Uh, I've been Sam, and I will be Rebus McClintock starting session one. Uh, this is Ollie, and I'll be Zulfikar. Uh, next game, obviously. Uh, this has been Stevie, and I'll be Jen uh, Collage. From here on out. And I have been Jordy, soon to be Jafar Tillet. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a good weekend or week or whatever the fuck. Bye-bye! Safe voyages in space!
to the show can we still call you mother no <laughs> you can papa game papa dearest papa game papa <laughs> game papa can you hear me papa <laughs> hansel has stolen mean jelly beans and then run off to his feet cave <laughs> coming in real hot <laughs> Woo! yeehaw I got a present for you. I'm going to leave it in your fucking toilet on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> Just upper deckers us. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally hit the rim, guys. Sorry. I feel like I got a farty sounding chair today. Maybe it's just your pants. How much money do you think it costs to hunt a person is the real question. <laughs> Ash Bezos. He probably I, I, knows. That's what I'm saying, you know? Michael Hawk. Do we have a Mike Hawk here? Yawn the ceremonial yawn, everyone. Wait, I gotta get a drink. I gotta get a full glass of water before we start. Oh, now somebody's Jesus. Got it. I wasn't thirsty until everyone started making. Just uh, keep yawning. I ate bread today. How many pillows do you sleep on at night? <laughs>